Evan Nolan, I think I know what everyone wants to know here as we begin episode 38 of season two of the Hall of Fame show. When will Kurt Schilling appear on our list for nominees to the USA Hall of Fame? Well, I was going to go with how'd you do in the Spartan race, but. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that too. I did not. <laughs> I did not meet any of our fans uh, while I was down there. I will say that Nashville, it seemed as if they forgot that COVID ever was a thing. Um, broad, I don't know. Have you ever been to Nashville? Nope. Nashville. Steve, but not Nashville. So Nashville's downtown Broadway there is like. Beale Street, uh, right? Yeah, from what I understand. Well, I'm, no, Beale Street's Memphis. Oh. Um, Oops. Where, where I have never been. Okay. But it is the biggest party you've ever seen. Bigger, bigger than Vegas, because Vegas is more classy. Like people going into into classy uh, in Vegas. When's the last time you've been there? It depends where you are in Vegas, my friend. I, I suppose. suppose. But like, it's just honky tonk after honky tonk in downtown Nashville. And I'm not saying that in any way derogatorily. It's kind of amazing. But, oh, my God, there are a lot of people there. Um, I did get the opportunity to cross and stadium off my, uh, my uh, nice. list, though. We uh, got to see the preseason game between the Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning, ah. which, which the Predators won 6-1. to one. Very, very nice arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans are way too negative there, though. They cheer your team. Don't root against the other team. Really? Okay. I never understood the, like, hey, we scored. You suck chant like you don't you want to say you're good but we're better like i just never understood the like hey I, I'm, I, I'm just happy that hockey has and actually i don't know if you know it sir i've got my winnipeg jets jersey on today. I, I did notice winnipeg jets jersey yeah yeah so i thought i thought it's gonna break that out because i'm like i said last week I'm, I'm i'm really stoked on hockey which is interesting considering where i live at least for now i have a feeling six months from now i'm gonna be living somewhere else but that will decide We'll, we'll let the people know that later, I suppose. Because I don't even know. All right. But, cool. But, yeah. uh, no, I, no, I will say not, the, the race was good. It was uh, not too bad. It was cloudy in 84. Um, I finished 1,024th out of 2,700 and something. But you, you, you finished, which is what you were going for. I finished. Yeah, the first five and a half miles were okay. I had some trouble with some of the obstacles. I need more shoulder strength, apparently. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, I finished in 212, which is not terrible. Not great, but not terrible. So two hours and 12 minutes. Uh, three of the guys were with finished before me. One finished like 148, one at 154, and one at just at two hours. And then my other buddy was worried. There was a point where I was worried I was going to pass out. So he says that he wasn't, didn't feel like he needed to run that fast, but he was hanging out with me, which I appreciated. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, so th- that was his 29th Spartan race. He did one two weeks ago, so. Jesus, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's an animal. We did our first one together back in 2012, and he's really taken off on it since then. But it was good. It was a great course. It wasn't that muddy, which they normally are, because uh, with COVID restrictions, there's usually like a, ch- a changing tent, and they couldn't have the changing tent with COVID restrictions. So they make the course too muddy because the people had to hose off and change. So there's a million things you can just sort of like go without. I mean, like you can pretty much uh, pack a stadium, but we got to make sure that the players uh, are social distancing. And social well, I will, I will say going to, uh, going to Bridgestone arena down there in Nashville, they did at least check uh, COVID status and clean uh, and clean uh, COVID tests. 
on the way in. They, they, I have no idea how vigilant they were. I mean, I had my COVID card with me, but uh, my vaccination card with me, but like they at least checked everybody against their ID and everything. So, yeah, I, I always wonder how that's going to be uh, for me because like all my stuff is in Barbados documents. So I figure someone's going to think I'm trying to pull a fast one, I'm sure, once I'm yeah. really tested on that. So I have a feeling when I'm back in Canada or US, whatever that might be. And because again, that's where all my stuff is. I think I have to bring my passport with me. Like, no, this, I swear this is where I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. So we'll but, see. Well, yeah, exactly. uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, so, so I I, I'm alive. It's the important thing. Absolutely. So I, I think uh, I wanted to open up with the retirement of a player who was getting not a whole lot of love, and I'm kind of dis- – dis- I don't want to say disgusted. That's not the right word. I'm disappointed by that. Uh, someone who I think is going to be a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, and that's Pau Gasol, who's officially hung up uh, the, the sneakers. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, there's no doubt that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, just the way the, the basketball hall works, particularly with the focus on international play. Like there's no way, even, even if he didn't play in the NBA, he would have been a first ballot international selection. Sure. So he, he's, he's getting so, in. Go ahead. He's getting in, but aren't the Lakers talk about retiring his number? I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I, I think I saw that. Okay. Uh, well, I think they should. Uh, Powell is such a special player to me that I think you could say you could isolate just his NBA career and he'd be a first ballot hall of famer to me based on their criteria. I mean, six-time All-Star, uh, two-time champion. The consistency of this guy, having he came into the league rookie rookie of the year, averaging 17 points, and he pretty much always averaged 17 points. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what was it? I think four years uh, averaging a double-double. Uh, the perfect complement to Kobe. I mean, Kobe gets mm-hmm. all the love, and he should. And but Kobe would, was the first guy to tell you, Powell, I don't, I don't win this without Powell Gasol." Yeah, and, they are, and they, uh, the Lakers have announced that they are t- retiring his number 16. Oh, they are? Okay, awesome. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, you, if, he's just, if you just isolate his international, he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got this up here. So just what this guy did internationally. Uh, so two-time silver medalist in the Olympics, and which doesn't seem like much until you remember that we almost the USA plays basketball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, won the bronze uh, world cup gold medal, three-time winner in Eurobasket, uh, two-time silver, uh, two-time bronze. Uh, and also had a nice little career in the EuroLeague uh, when he was playing there before and after the NBA. Pau Gasol is the best player to ever come out of Spain. And he's in my Mount Rushmore of European basketball. Ooh. That's an interesting Mount Rushmore I've never thought about. Yeah, I just so thought about today. Uh, him? So, Pau, hold on, let me see. Pau draws him Petrovich, probably. Okay. Uh, who else you got? Uh, I've, I've got uh, right now Jokic. He, oh, Jokic. And, well, is, are we doing, is, is it uh, Shrunas Marcelonis? Is it... Um, we also have Nowitzki. Or Nowitzki. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Or, and who played for, what's the guy who played for Portland, too? Um, at the end of his career, Russian incredible yeah, footwork. Crap, I, I know you're it's completely out of my head. Yeah, I'm blank. I'm blanking on the I'll, name. I'll, but... I'll get it in a second. But yeah, but no matter. But Pat was one of those guys. Yeah. 
I mean, Europe has given us so many and continues to. And when it's all said and done, uh, Donkic is going to be in that group too. Yeah. He's not your Vetus. He's our Vetus, Sabonis. That's who it is. <laughs> so I, I, I just had to open up giving love to a future Hall of Famer. If he's not first ballot, there's something wrong with that process, but he will be. Yeah, no, he'll make it. There's no question on that. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's career well well deserved or well earned retirement. Yeah, and it's it's great that the Lakers are retiring his number. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only sad thing is Kobe won't be there to celebrate it, and he would have. Well, Kobe hundred percent would have. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, so I, I just I thought that was the perfect place for us to just open, give some love to. I don't know why he's not getting more press on this. Probably because he finished his career in Europe, I guess. So it's sort of like a, a soft close, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's sort of like and he wasn't, and he was never like first team all NBA like Nowitzki. You know what I mean? Or Doncic. True. True. So, yeah, I, I have to say, I still think I still think Drazen Petrovic. I know that he's been gone a long time, and he didn't. He didn't have the opportunity to have the NBA career because of the car crash. But right. I still think in terms of inter- international play, Draza Petrovic was, has to be still on the Mount Rushmore. Doncic may take his spot, but mm-hmm. I, I have to say that Petrovic still has to be there thinking about it again. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was the perfect place to open because uh, I have really nothing much on the shitbox. Kirk shitbox, where I talk shit about God knows what. Really, it's Kirk's wet fart. Because I, all I really wanted to say today is, hey, hey, people on Twitter, stop doing some of the same shit. Which is, yeah, which is, uh, whatever. When it, when you say something and say this, this is the tweet. I've done that, and I'm, I, I, I obviously that's the tweet. You just fucking tweeted it. That that bothers me. Other thing that bothers me that. Uh, Whenever you make a point, or like be, uh, I'm gonna stay off politics, so I'm just gonna say, my dog is the best. You know the clap emoji. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of that. And when you're using a GIF, mix them up. I've seen the same dumb things over and over and over again. I'm tired of it. Memeing is not English. Next generation, you can't speak. Goddamn, I'm sounding like an old fuck, and I am an old fuck, so I might as well embrace it. All right, that's it. Did you print out directions how to get here tonight? <laughs> it's amazing I even figure, can figure out how to open up the laptop at all. But yeah. I, I just I was just sitting here in, in awe. It's it's I don't know if you've seen those progressive commercials where the guys yeah. like uh, yeah that was that was very much a. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I recognize that. Yeah, I, I, I have turned into my dad. I realized what I, the, the moment I really turned into my dad was when I was a boss back in Jasper, uh, in Alberta, and you know, running a, a, a train station, and I had a bunch of teens working for me, and I gave them some instructions, and I look at them. Is there a reason why you're still standing right here when I just told you exactly what to do? What part? escaped when I said something right here that missed the four feet between us. <laughs> yeah, I turned into my dad. That's all right. It happens. It's going to happen to all of us. So, yeah. And then, then after that, it just, 
my coworkers, my adult coworkers are looking at me like, Jesus Christ, that was harsh. Like, was it? I don't know. I ran, and then I run into them in the bar because it's a small town. Then you, you buy them beer and then they all love you again. So, yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, I've that's been, it. I've, I've been yelled at for uh, moving a bit too leisurely as well. So, yeah. So the shit box is pretty much uh, non-existent because I've got a lot on elevator down, which was which was gonna be a shit box. Uh, oh well, well, we, we'll have that to look forward to. So. Oh, oh yeah, because like everyone really wants me to hear about uh, the WNBA again. You doing the WNBA again? <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 somebody qualifies on elevator down. Uh, I think we and when we get there. You ever listen to Stern back in the day? Not really. Okay. Well, he had when he had Stuttering John there. They used to call him Hero of the Stupid. Okay. I I think there's got to be a crown here that I want to give to the dumbest athlete. And after I tell this story, please tell me if this this lady from the WNBA qualifies as the dumbest athlete of all time. Okay, Cole Beasley exists. I'd like to tell you, but continue. I know Cole Beasley. <laughs> I, I think this trumps Cole Beasley once I get okay. there because I'm guessing you right. haven't read the story because no one does I, I, right. and as you sort of said before I guess sort of uh, much like ratings here I guess I'm not going to get a whole lot maybe I won't even put in the headline here Kirk Trash is a WNBA again I'm only trashing one player fair enough alright All right. so we move to I have to say this was the lightest week overall we've ever had for the death roll okay here we go um, so uh for sports uh i guess the first person passed away uh one of the more despicable people out there but the former owner of the buffalo sabers john regas passed oh. away at the age of 96 what, what, um, was, what did he do that so bad i don't remember uh in, he had to resign he used to be the ceo of adelphia and he had to resign after being indicted for bank fraud wire fraud and securities fraud yeah that'll do it <laughs> Okay. Uh, which is amazing because that means I was 2002, which I believe was the last time a CEO was ever held criminally liable for anything. Um, uh, yes, but John Regas. Well done, Bill Maher. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's the one thing I do think that Republicans, Democrats, not talk politics. One thing Republicans, Democrats come back together on is poor people stale candy bars and go to jail. Rich people pollute entire rivers and pay a fine. Like, there has to be some degree of accountability for the people at the top. That's, so, anyway, that's another show, dude. Yeah, that's a whole other show. <laughs> I, I, I will say that. I'm just saying that's one thing they will agree upon. Everyone mm-hmm. should agree upon that. So, anyway, he passed away at the age of 96. He owned the, he owned the, uh, the Sabres from, uh, let's see. When was he on the Sabres? It was for a while, the end of the 90s and through the early 2000s, so. Okay, so so during their their heyday when they had Hashik, Hashik. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we lost Earl Wells, who is an Olympic gold medalist from New Zealand in yachting. He won the gold in the Flying Dutchman class at the '64 Olympics in Tokyo. I just like the fact there's a Flying Dutchman class. Um, but he passed away at the age of 87. He's a member of the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, which I believe is just probably people who play cricket, yachting, and rugby. I can't imagine there's much else. Laurel Maybe Hubbard, I'm sure, has her own wing. Who? Laurel Hubbard. Mm. There, there's a university there. That almost was the shitbox. 
uh, where because uh, some university of Cor- some some place I never heard of named her the female sportswoman of the year. Okay. Here's an idea. How about actually do someone who won? Fair enough. Lydia Ko comes to comes to mind. She won at the Olympics. Pretty damn good golfer. But no, we want we want to be all hyper woke. Yeah, I, I get being woke to a point. But how about one who actually did something? Maybe That's win. I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what do I know? Huh? What do I know? I know nothing. You. I know that you're the only person ever to wear a, a Washington, a, a Winnipeg. Uh, Jets jersey and a Georgia Tech hat in the history of mankind. So, I very well um, might be. I, I, I kind of like the mismatch thing. No, I, I, I know you do. It's, it's a big yeah. thing. Um, yeah. From the world of entertainment, we lost um, one of the big guys from the early days of Disney movies, non animated movies, and uh, one of the uh, a line in one of the great uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 songs of all time, Tommy Kirk passed yeah. away at the age of 79. He was in Old Yeller, The Shaggy Dog, oh, yeah, Robinson, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absent-Minded Professor, uh, all sorts of stuff. A, a bunch of like beach party things from 1960s. He ended up leaving uh, Disney uh, he, uh, because he was gay and knew he was gay very early on. I, I thought and, maybe because uh, they found out he was Jewish or something in the old Disney. No, worse, he was gay. Uh, he may have been Jewish too, I don't know. Uh, but no, uh, he passed away... Um, uh, yeah, he was also a uh, a uh, Mouseketeer. who's also one of the uh, uh, Hardy Boys. I, I didn't know, sorry, I didn't he, was, know he was on the Mickey Mouse Club as a Hardy Boy. So I, mean, I, I guess I never really read the articles, but I saw it just like the, the, the kid from Old Yeller died, and I didn't realize he was that big a a child star and teen star. I, I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and for those wondering, there's the old joke that Walt Disney was a raving anti-Semite. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but. Who knows? That that's that's why I made that Jew joke. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, Tommy Kirk was seventy nine. Um, also, of course, starred in *Son of Flubber*. Right? One of so, those, so, those so when he they found out he was gay, he pretty much got forced out. Is that what happened? No, he left before they could. Oh, okay. It's just like he's just like this is not where I'm going to be able to go with anything. So he left on his own. Yeah, and it's. Not to, not to sort of like segue out of this. I, when I was watching uh, the Monday Night Football game with the Raiders and Carl Nassib makes a makes a ta- makes a sack, nobody cares. Like no, it, it is the the progress that we've come, and I, I love sort of saying that after I'm probably gonna. And I, I think if, I'm, I think I'm almost doing this protectively because I'm gonna rail on a WNBA player later. <laughs> but it is. I mean, like it's 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 awesome to see. Like, hey. Here's what's here's what's awesome. Let's just celebrate the guy who did a sack. Who cares what he does after? Right. Awesome. Love right. it. Um, all right, back to the death row. We lost um, the guy who always played the Russian henchman in pretty much everything. Ravil Izyanov uh, passed away at the only the age of fifty nine. Okay. Uh, but he, what do you do? He's in. Uh, like, if you need a Russian to die in something, he was your man. So he was in Goldeneye, The Jackal, The Saint, Along Came a Spider, K-19, The Widowmaker, um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, all that stuff. He was just basically, he was basically like a Russian henchman. If you see, you'd see a picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember okay. seeing that guy. Or I'll, call, um, I'll look him up after. Yeah, but he passed away at the age of 59 this week. Uh, we lost, 
Uh, it did not say. He died in Los Angeles at 59. Uh, we also lost um, uh, Sylvia Buchanan from Mad About You, the mom from uh, Paul Reiser's mom in Mad About You. Uh, Cynthia Harris died at the age of 87. Uh, you never watch. She was also in um, Archie Bunker's Place. Uh, she was in, She was on Rescue Me for quite a while. Uh, all sorts of stuff like that. So. Anyway, she passed away. If you didn't watch uh, Mad About You, doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I did watch Mad About You. So okay. Cynthia Harris passed away at the age of 87. Clearly a long, uh, a long nice career. So She did. Uh, also, sadly passing away, Alan Coulter passed away, the announcer for the David Letterman show for a long period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. Uh, he passed away at the age of 78. Uh, it said he died at Stanford Hospital, but I don't know why. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he, he passed away at 78. I, uh, I, I was watching again, the, uh, the skit where he was upset that he didn't get on dancing with the stars and dance in front of everybody. And they're like flashy gold, shiny shirt and dance terribly. Uh, but it was just, it was the typical Alan Coulter. So, um, yeah, he passed away at only age 78. And I guess the biggest name of the week, the oldest living major league baseball player passed away. Uh, Eddie Robinson hmm. uh, at age 100. Uh, Robinson played for the Indians, Senators, White Sox, Athletics when they're in Philadelphia, Yankees, Athletics when they're in Kansas City, Detroit, Indians, and Baltimore. He's a four-time All-Star in 49, 51, 52, and 53, and the last surviving person ever to have won a championship with the Cleveland Indians. He was on that 48 team that won the championship. I wonder if he's the last, uh, who's the last surviving member of just any Philadelphia athletic team. That is a good question. I have no idea. I mean, I can't, I know not Kansas city athletic. I know because Reggie Jackson is still alive. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea who the last, hold on, let's see. Let's just type it in. Uh, last living Philadelphia it might not even it might not be updated. It might just come up Eddie Robinson. Could. Yeah. Um, living former Philadelphia Athletics. Uh, as of twenty eighteen or twenty sixteen, there were four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were. Uh, I guess there were six as of. Sorry, there were six. Uh, so Ed Samkov, who was 91 back then, Eddie Robbins was 95, Neil Watlington, uh, who they don't have a name for, or an age for, Tommy Giordano, who was 90 at that point, Ozzy Van Brabant, who was 89, and Carl Sheeb, who was 89. So those are the last ones. Okay. It's, it's nice when we have a, la- have a light week. Uh, yeah. As much as I love celebrating a lot of these great men and women. It's better when they're alive. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it, it just is. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we kind of have a bit of a lighter week, but elevator up, elevator down for new listeners, new viewers. I think we get a lot more listeners than viewers based on the stats I get. Although, although I have to say our viewing numbers are moving up significantly, at least on YouTube. So we're, we're quadrupling them. We've gone from six to 24. <laughs> Our Spotify numbers are strong. That's good. They are. Are, are, are they going to get released like Twitch numbers and everyone's going to be shocked by how much money we make? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, no. that was one of the that was one of the dumbest things that happened this week. Can I just just a yeah, quick yeah. No, yeah, go ahead. So they had a hack for the Twitch numbers. Okay, so who makes the most out of the streaming out of Twitch? Okay, and number one is something that I care about a lot. It's Critical Role. They are a Dungeons and Dragons board playing or uh, <laughs> acting group. I went to go see them when they're in Chicago in February of last year. Right, that, that was number one. Of they're number one. Oh wow! They made na- they made nine million dollars off the streaming thing over the last holy three years. Shit! You say holy shit, but, but they have they have a production company of thirty people. So if they made nine million over three years, it's three million dollars a year. When you break everything down, they didn't really make a ton of money off of everything. But people who are like, people who are like, oh my god, I can't believe these people get paid. Like, you they post everything on YouTube later for free. Mm-hmm. Like they print out a product that is freaking free for you to consume, and they want to pay their staff. Shut up. People have no idea how much anything costs. Oh, was there a backlash to this? Oh, massive backlash. Oh. How dare these people make any money? These people who I love and have helped support, how dare they make money off of it? It's just dumb. I, I only heard like a backlash to uh, Hassan Piker, which I think if you're going to be an open socialist and then it comes out that you're making a shit ton of money, maybe it's not a good look, but whatever. I mean, I don't care. I really don't. Socialists need money too, my friend. I've heard that. I, I, I think that's actually a, that w- wouldn't that be a good uh, 007 movie? James Socialists Bond need money too. Need money too. Uh, with, with the song by Billie Eilish. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Why the hell not? Yeah, have grime stars uh, star in it. <laughs> so. I, see, I'm not my father. I actually got that reference. Thank you. I, I barely knew what I said. Um, all right. So are we going to your elevator up, elevator down? Yeah, elevator up, elevator down. It's where I look in the last week in the world of Hall of Fame. Who made a better case? Who didn't make a, make a, who did, who plummeted? Uh, I've got no one, no elevator up. If I really had to pick somebody, if there is an MVP for the first quarter of the NFL season, which this means nothing, it's Kyler Murray. I just wanted to say that. Just if I had to say somebody. He's doing well for my fantasy team. Yeah, I'm actually three and one, considering I, I got. I think I have a crap team, but go go figure that one out. I'm, I'm three. I'm three and one. We have a two quarterback league, and I have Mahomes and Kyler Murray. So Holy shit, that's good. Yeah. how'd you manage that? I draft quarterbacks while everyone else is drafting running backs. All right, I guess there's. That. I don't think running backs matter that much. So hmm. I have Lamar Jackson in mind, but nobody really. I don't. I don't have a fantasy show. I tried to get a fantasy show going. Guy pulled out, but oh well, that's another story. I'll do a fantasy show if you want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm all in. <laughs> hey, you, I, I, you said you wanted to do a show about your inner geek. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it another yeah. time. But yeah, that, that's still an idea I have sitting out there. So yeah, so we can put that on the Not Hall of Fame Network. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so I have two elevator downs. Uh, one, you know, because uh, you asked me ahead of time if I was going to, so that we didn't uh, clash up uh, and it's urban Meyer and that's for the pro football hall of fame. Uh, he was probably never going to get in. Cause I think once you start your pro football career as a coach at 57, the odds are against you to begin with, but here is Owen four for the Jags, uh, which actually means my bets looking pretty good. Which was what? We have a bet that who's going to have the worst record in the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, I, I, I was thinking it was going to be the Texans, but the Jags are in that division. Mm-hmm. I had AFC South and to your NFC East. And, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, Urban Meyer, uh, for those unaware, something went viral. It was kind of stupid how it went viral. Basically, he's on a dance floor. He's not really doing anything, really, and some girl's grinding him, more or less. Mm-hmm. And either way, it's a bad look. But, I mean, like, when I first heard about it, and then I saw the video, like, oh, this isn't that much. Having said that, the reaction is, and then I listened to the Pat McAfee show, uh, and he brought up this great point, and I didn't even think of this, which is bad on my part. So, and he said, like, what's the coach doing staying in Ohio? Because this was the day of, like, are you not supposed to be the hardest working person on that roster? You know, from top down, it's the head coach. So what are you doing staying in that state an extra day? I know you're the king of Ohio. I get that, which is more or less what Pat said, but you lost the locker room. Shad Khan came out and blasted him. Mm-hmm. That never happens. Usually it's always the, oh yeah, we, we, it's always the standard, the vote of confidence, which you know leads up to uh, a firing. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to give myself a pat on the back. I said the Padres manager was going to be fired. Not you that did. Was, yeah. 100% that, you did. Yeah. Not that that was really that my biggest. Uh, uh, can, can I call Brian Cashman getting fired? Yeah, sure. I think that's going to happen pretty soon. But anyway, but by the way, when I was in Nashville, there were five of us who ran. So we came from Boston, Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles, and Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So I actually watched the Thursday night game for the first time in my life with a Jaguars fan. I didn't know there was such a thing. Which was a weird experience because, again, I didn't think there was such a thing either. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the big deal about this whole thing, I'd say, is more than anything, have you ever heard of a coach not traveling with his team at any point ever? Never. And I think your elevator down shouldn't be for the pro football hall of fame where he's never getting in anyway. He's not in the college football hall of fame yet. Well, yeah, but he's going to be, this isn't going to affect that. You sure? Well, why would it? It's not like he did anything. Like what did he really do other than just sort of sit there? So in, in our, in our moralistic me too, Extra woke society. Yeah, but he didn't do it. What did he do? That's a me too thing. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, other than finger her jeans butthole, I don't know all that much. But, but did he do that? Yeah, his hands were in places they weren't supposed to be. Maybe I gotta um, watch that again. I, or I recommend not. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, in in. In, I think this hurts. I mean, is he a lock for the College Hall of Fame? I'd say probably anyway. Mm-hmm. But for this may bring him down to slightly questionable status, which I think is more of an elevator down than the Pro Football Hall of Fame, where he's never making it anyway. Or, the, or any Jaguars. He's not, I don't even know if he makes the season. But, th- but this is the thing with uh, college football le- coach legends. Mm-hmm. This never works for them. When well, you they don't know. They're used to having the most just winning on talent. They don't actually have to do anything. Well, not just that. I mean, like you're you're a god in your area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you're more powerful than the AD, more powerful than really anybody else. You run and, that town you're in. In most places, college football coaches in most states, the high, highest paid public servant is high, is a college football coach. Right. So, I mean, when you go from that environment to 
the NFL, I mean, I'm trying to think, I was trying to think of this today. I couldn't come up with one. I'm sure there are, but massively successful college football coaches at that level who then went into the NFL and were successful. I can't come up with one. It even works in the NBA. I mean, look, Patino was a dud. Well, I don't have to tell you that. Right. Well, he wasn't bad with the Knicks, but he certainly, Red Auerbach was not walking through that door when uh, <laughs> right. he coached for the Celtics. Um, let me see. How many college football coaches are top paid in state? Let's see. I mean, does Urban- how, how many states have the have a college football coach as their highest paid state employee? Well, see, so I figure Alabama. Wait, a minute, state employee? I mean, like, if you if you're the head coach at Alabama, like Saban, he's he works for a state institution. He's technically a state. He's paid by the state of Alabama. Ah, he's I paid didn't... by the University of Alabama, which is a state institution. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I didn't think of it that way. All right, so Alabama, I got to figure for sure, right? Hmm. Louisiana. Well, give me a number out of fifty. Oh. Twelve. Twelve is actually the number of college basketball coaches, which <laughs> are the top paid people in their states. That's it's what I meant. It's twenty-eight. Holy shit! Twenty-eight states. The top paid public servant is a college football coach, and twelve additional ones is a college basketball coach. So that is forty out of fifty states. The top paid public official in the state is a sports coach. So New York, it's got to be Bayon. So the states that don't have it are Alaska, Hawaii, Montana, North Dakota, Delaware, New York, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. The only one I'm, I guess I'm slightly surprised about is New York, but I mean, with all the stuff going well, on in New York City, I well, guess. A- a- Alabama, Nick Saban makes about $9 million a year. The governor makes $120,000. Yeah, well, yeah, but Nick Saban had a better year. That actually is <laughs> indisputable. 100% indisputable. That's, a, that's an old Babe Ruth quote, actually. When he, when he finally made more, when he became the highest paid baseball player, and, and they said, well, you're making more than the president. Yeah, I had a better year. <laughs> <laughs> so... There you go. Yeah, come here for the 100-year-old Babe Ruth quotes. There you go. Actually, so the highest-paid person in Massachusetts is a chancellor of UMass at $1.1 million. New York is the CEO of the electric company, Thomas J. Quattroche. Never watched that. 876000 So. Ah. Anyway. I have another elevator down. This one could take a while. Sorry, ho- sorry. Ho- I just want to say Hawaii's number one okay. is the staff surgeon at the University of Hawaii's hospital. Is the highest paid person in the state, six hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Okay, that's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, c- compare considering what I just learned, I never even thought of them as state employees until now. Yeah, but I mean, so, I guess anyway. it's Canadian in me, right? I don't think like that. Yeah, you don't even have states. No, no, we don't. We have 10 provinces and how many territories, Evan? Uh, Yukon, Northwest, uh, and did none of it, is that a territory or a, yeah. Uh, yeah. so three. Yeah, we have three. We have, we have three. I know, I know more about the United States' hat than most. <laughs> nice. Ah. 
So here's my here's my real elevator down. Ah, uh, god damn it! Hold on, let me get a drink for this one. Yeah. Ah. Uh, sad thing is, I just blanked on her got an honor name too. Uh, let me bring this up. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Courtney Johnson. Do you know who that is? No. All right. Courtney Johnson, she's 27. Uh, she was an all-star for the first time uh, playing for the Atlanta Dream. Uh, so I looked at her overall stats. She kind of reminds me of like when Kyle Lowry was great, finally broke out. Uh, and then just look, it was sort of following that mold. Courtney Johnson got in trouble. Uh, I don't go on TMZ too often, but every now and then my friend just sends me off stuff that she thinks it might be interesting to me. And this was one of them. It's a, it's a video of Courtney Johnson and a teammate beating up a bunch of other women around a food truck in Atlanta. Okay. The Atlanta Dream have said that they're not going to be re-signing her. Now, she was going to be a free agent anyway. So, mm-hmm. But learning more about her, uh, she had issues, like some major issues this year uh, with another teammate, uh, Kennedy Carter is her name who is the, the young that, upper. Hmm? That girl's got a good name. Yeah. Sli- slightly better than Lincoln Kennedy, who said he could never run for president because he gets shot. But Kennedy Carter could, would either get shot or get to fade away to, uh, to work yeah, for Ken- half. Oh, but Kennedy spelled with the C-H. C-H? Yeah. Starts just, with C-H. Which does, Kennedy or Carter? Kennedy. Interesting. Continue. Yeah, I mean... I might even have that name wrong, but I'm, either way, they got into some all kind of altercation, which depending on what I read, either it's Kennedy's fault or it's Courtney's fault. Either way, the team suspended Kennedy, so they decided, okay, we're going to go with this. Imagine this. The Atlanta Dream had all this issue with ownership, and they're actually worse. They're eight, they went 8-24. and 24. They're the second worst team in, in basketball, and they had to suspend their their up at their pretty much their main player that was going to be their best one. And they just said, okay, we're done with our actual best player. Now here's where I said that this woman is a colossal idiot, not because she got into a fight. It happens, but because she put it on her own damn YouTube channel. Hey, someone's got a profit off it. It might as well be you. Well, well that's it. Yeah. Cause her partner is a lady named Glamma Zante or something. Uh, I guess an influencer in that world. So, I mean, they actually have like really strong numbers in social media. So I guess it's like, hey, content, content. I mean, they were feeding that beast that they created. It's like, all right, well, here's something where I guess their fans like them beating up other women. Well, didn't, didn't one of the Real Housewives just get sued by paparazzi for posting a, one of her own photos? I have no idea. I've never watched that, but that sounds. I, I didn't either. I, but I, I saw something on it because yeah. it's going to court mm-hmm. about whether or not she could post her own photo that was taken by a paparazzi posted online, or she was taken by a paparazzi and she somehow got it and posted it before the paparazzi could post it. And so they're suing her for like a million and a half dollars for posting a picture of herself. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it because the book I wrote, I had to buy a picture mm-hmm. of the guy of the guy because. I couldn't prove all the other, and that's, that's neither here nor there. But how stupid do you have to be to do this? 
Or how insulated is this entire league where it gets, it gets so little attention that they can get away with this stuff? Because again, a, a lot from going back from what I said last week, where they said, well, you know, if they, if they market us, if they market us, we'll be just as big. Market what? This trash? Mm. The dream was named after the speech from uh, Martin Luther King. Oh, I have a dream. Content of character. Well, the content of character of most of these women in the WNBA is shit. I, I don't know how to say it any more bluntly than this. I think most is harsh, but what, what we hear about and see certainly is not reflective. Okay, okay. Mo, you're right. Most is harsh. But again, these are some awful – there's a lot of awful people, as there are in all the leagues. Mm-hmm. But as much as I can shit on a lot of dumb players in the NBA, NFL, NHL, nobody, no man's ever doing this. No. None of them are this stupid. This is the dumbest, and I guess I say stupid, she's going to get away with it. Because, again, if this was, let's say Kyle Lowry, because I just used him because the stat line seems similar to me when I was looking at that. If Kyle does this, he's done. Yes. Done. Pretty much. She, at, she, least, at least for a while. Right. Someone's going to sign this woman because she's good and because it's not going to affect any kind of sales and because most True. people don't even know about it. And apparently she thought enough that, hey, my fan base was going to like this stuff, which I guess they did. I don't know if they did or didn't, but I'll assume so because – why else do it? Yeah. <laughs> Reason number 8,312 why the WNBA sucks. That's it. End of rant. I can't believe there are 8,312 reasons. You've only gone through 488 of them. <laughs> so. All right. Well. Yeah. That, that is my, I think that's the challenge that, we, that I'd like to lay down here. Uh, so I'm going to name her the Queen of the Stupid. Okay, fair so enough. An unofficial crown that we can have here on the show. Who will take it from her? Let's just say she took it from Johnny Damon. <laughs> Fine. Because I, okay I, think this is, I think this is way dumber. Because at least Johnny could say I was drunk. What's her excuse? Maybe she was drunk too. Who knows? <sighs> okay. Maybe. Well, not in her apology. She just said, I'm going to do better. Give me grace, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least she didn't say I was hacked. True. I'll give her that. That's the best thing I can come up with. Oh, okay. So, I, but time for my good, bad, and ugly at this point. Yes, so weekly, good, bad, and ugly of sports. Uh, how, how much soccer are we talking? We're talking a little soccer. A little soccer, uh, on the good side. For hmm. but uh, first of all, on the good side, uh, right now, Concacaf qualifying is going on. Uh, Canada has tied Mexico. Oh wow! At this point, it is one to one in the fifty eighth minute as we speak. And, and for the record, uh, I'm going to talk is, about. I just want to say, like for the record, Evan is called Canada getting into the World Cup. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, which should uh, be the first time since eighty six. Mm-hmm. Well, you, they're going to make the next World Cup because they're co-hosting. So um, well, that, that the, U- the U.S. and Canada are hosting together. So I think both of them automatically make it. 
Um, and they're expanding the, and they're also expanding from 32 to 48 teams next time, which is why still more deserving than Qatar. Fair. Uh, Qatar has been playing pretty well recently, but yeah, they still never qualified. But anyway, so I want to talk about, um, us actually won in soccer tonight, two to one over Jamaica or two, nothing over Jamaica. Not a thing that we should be that excited about. You should beat the worst team in CONCACAFs in this round of CONCACAF at home. You should just show. What's exciting is for the first time in my lifetime, the U.S. has a striker who is actually world-class and is just coming into his own. His name's Ricardo Pepe. He's 18 years old. He was born in El Paso. Uh, he had the opportunity to play for either the U.S. or Mexico internationally. He actually attended uh, training camps for both sides for under 17 uh, when he was doing that. He ended up deciding uh, to go with the United States, and he made his debut in the second half of uh, the game the U.S. had to win in Honduras that they won 4-1 to one last month. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to start again today, but he came in the second half and scored both goals. Nice. He scored, he's played one Full game, a little less than one game of soccer for the U.S. and has three goals. Uh, he is the real freaking deal. He is a joy to watch. He is super good. He plays uh, for FC Dallas right now in Major League Soccer. He's not going to be there much longer. They're- I was just going to – that was going to be my next question. Yeah, that's not, he's not going to be there much longer. Like all, a lot of the great guys in, in MLS are getting scooped up and and brought over to Europe and stuff. A lot, they're like the the uh, the – Revolution are the best team this year have one of those players whose name has completely gone out of my head, uh, who's been picked up by, um, by Newcastle, I believe. And they're letting him finish the season with the revs, letting him go through the playoffs and everything before he moves over there in the hopes he picks up some real like pressure soccer situations. Uh, but it's, it's happening. The MLS is Overexpanding to start. Let's just start there. There's no reason there should be 29 soccer teams in any league, not not on the U.S. Um, yeah, they keep adding. They're adding a one a year here and there and everything like that. Um, no soccer league, top flight soccer leagues. You really have more than I'd say 20 to 24. They're up to 29. They're going to go to 32. They say they may go more than that. Which case they do promotion relegation. It's dumb. Otherwise, no, I was going to ask. You, you think that could that will never happen? Zero percent yeah. chance. No, because because they, people are paying all this money to join the league, they're not going to want to go to a lower league for any purpose. Well, yeah, I mean, also too, I mean, like uh, North American sports, we're not conditioned for that. We are not. No, which which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Of uh, it'd be interesting. <laughs> it, would, it, it would be it would be super interesting. Yeah, but... as, a, as a Senators fan, I guess we'd be going to the AHL. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. lower than that? Because they suck so bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I did see that the Tampa Bay Rowdies won in the cha- in the USL Champions League, uh, Champion Division One League tonight. So maybe they can make their way up to against the Rochester Rhinos and make their way to M- M- uh, Major League Soccer, Harrisburg City Islanders. I'm not making any of these teams up. They're all actually the USL teams. Um, uh, I, heard, I remember the Rowdies back in the. Crap! What was what was that league called before in the seventies, eighties? Uh, NASL. Yeah, because that was the team name then too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah, so they have a, they have a minor league team, but anyway, the MLS has overexpanded. But other than that, 
they've done a decent job of creating talent pools and building the talent. And we're now beginning to see the point where guys are going to be able to go overseas, bring more stuff in and we'll see. I mean, is the league a first tier league? No. Is the second tier league? Probably not, but it's on the border of second and third. Well, so let me ask you this. Uh, If you were to, when the, when uh, major league soccer first started, and with your knowledge of just where leagues are, like internationally, mm-hmm. where would you put them then? And where do you put them now? All right. Well, then, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if, I mean, I, I would put them originally as a Sunday beer league in, in England. Oh, I mean, wow. not, not, not quite. Not, that's pretty harsh. But like maybe um, Vanarama North, which is like division five or six. Is probably where they started at that point. Mm-hmm. At this point, I would say they're um, they're pretty close, if not on par with the Mexican League at this point, which, which is, is right? which That's is a long good. which is a long way to come. Uh, I don't haven't seen them enough against other competition to know how they do. They wouldn't do well in Brazil. They might do well in like some of those teams might do pretty well in like uh, Chile or or Colombia or places Almost like that. Stopped. Like in the Scottish league. I don't, I can't say I watch enough okay. Scottish soccer to actually really know. Okay. Uh, I watch, I watch a lot of Argentine soccer still, or a decent amount of Argentine soccer. I mean, they're both never would dominate this league, but I mean, the, they'd be mid table, the top ones probably at this point. Okay. Right, cool. So there. Oh, and and the, the kid you're mentioning, why did you pick USA over Mexico? Like he grew up in the U.S., I presume. He grew up in El Paso. So his parents are Mexican um, by descent. So he had the opportunity to play for either. He thought the opportunities were greater, whatever reason it was. He liked the team. Well, which is good. I mean, like that's what America is supposed to be all about, right? It's supposed to be this great melting pot where we all get, well, eh, I ain't going Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but we've had some interest players. I have another guy who picked it, the U.S. over Iceland. Uh, not too long ago, who's another one of our, our better players. So uh, I'm not sure that our coach has any idea what he's doing. I'm not sure Greg Berhalter knows what lineup is best, uh, but we have enough talent now to overcome his shortcomings and we'll see what happens. They're currently in first place. If Canada and, and Mexico end up in a tie, the U.S. will officially have moved into first place in, in CONCACAF qualifying, which is great seeing as we tied El Salvador and Canada in the first two games. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see exactly what happens, but uh, it's, it's just nice to have, I mean, we had the, all the hype with Freddie Adu and people talked about, people oh. talked about Landon Donovan and, and uh, Clint Dempsey. Yeah, Clint Donovan Dempsey, and Dempsey had good like, careers, realistically. What? Donovan and Dempsey had good careers. Freddie Adu, I remember all, like that was back when shit was, I actually read Sports Illustrated and the amount of uh, hype now, around this kid. Now, nobody goes even to the website because it's the worst one on the internet. Sports Illustrated's website is so bad. You know, I almost had for my shit box because like, it, was, it, was, it was like a lather, rinse, repeat shit where uh, I, I was thinking, because like it was a few weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago when they had their uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model and like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, going yeah. nuts and like, who reads this? Playboy just had their, their thing and it's, it's a guy on the cover, uh, some influencer who's in this bunny thing or whatever. And it's like, and, people, and some of the right-wing pundits are losing their shits. And like, first off, 
I didn't even think there was still a Playboy magazine. It turns out there's not. It's a digital yeah. thing. Who gives a shit? Why? Yeah. So they, they're trying something to get something. If, if you and I were marketing a company and when it was tanking, wouldn't we try something like this too? That's all this is. Who gives a shit? Yeah. The internet is really, really great for porn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, wa- uh, my wife took me to that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Avenue Q for those wondering what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, the, the, dirty, the Dirty Muppet musical. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it, was, it, was good. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So that's my, that is my good for the week. It's just having the U.S. finally, for the first time in my life, having someone who legitimately looks like a world-class striker. Like Clint Dempsey, Clint Dempsey was a very good striker. He was never world-class. And I'm not saying this kid's going to be Messi or Ronaldo, but there's, those guys are, are, you know, the top of pro- perhaps all time. Mm-hmm. But he's like, if you, you put him on FIFA, he has a chance to be like a 96, 97 rated player. Oh, wow. That's how good I think this kid is. Cool. So it's great to see him. We'll see what he does against the next game. The U S has is Panama. Then they play Costa Rica. Um, so we will see what happens. I just hope he plays more, maybe start him and see what happens. But, uh, it's, it's been great to actually see someone live up to hype for once for us soccer. So that's good. Um, bad. Um, as you know, I love the Boston Celtics. They're one of my teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say today was a bad day for the Boston Celtics and not because of the current players, but the former players of the Boston Celtics had a very bad day. Yeah, this is uh, broke today, so I, I haven't read the whole thing, so I want to hear more about this. Yeah, so there is a $4 million healthcare fraud scheme in which 18 former uh, players were arrested. Uh, so each of the players, this happened in, in uh, the NFL fairly recently as well. <laughs> Tamarick Vanover was busted. I'm trying to remember who else was there. Um, Vanover is just the one that comes to mind. He wasn't the best player, but for some reason, his wrestler comes to mind. Uh, but in this one, we had uh, between 2017 and 2020, which is uh, is uh, basically when they're looking at this, the defendants had received false claims about $3.9 million. Each of them uh, got the reimbursements for $65,000 or $420,000 on things. Um, so among the people who were arrested were, uh, the, first of all, it was, it was led by Terrence Williams, who was a first-round draft pick in 2009. Uh, he was the one who started everything. But we also had, um, uh, by the way, Terrence Williams also played with the Celtics. Uh, but we had Tony Allen, of course, whose number is supposed to be retired this year by the Memphis Grizzlies on the 28th of January against Utah Jazz. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Sebastian Telfair, remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Uh, Sebastian Telfair is in here. Uh, Milt Palacio, another, another former Celtic, is here. Uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis is a member of that oh. 2008 championship. Uh, Shannon Brown, who won two titles with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mar- Melvin Eli, who won with the uh, Spurs in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- Anthony Roten, Ruben Patterson, Darius Miles. Um, D Miles, too. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a lot of hype coming into, coming into the league. Yeah. Clipper, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. By the way, Clinton Portis was the big guy, by the way, for the uh, NFL okay. one. 
So they were all doing this together as a scam? Yeah, it was like, it was a ring, essentially. It wasn't like people, they were coordinating it. Okay, so how did that work? So they just had a bunch of people like claim stuff under their name? Like, I don't understand. So uh, let's see. So one of the things they said is, um, uh, so they said one of the instances, one of the ex-players was playing basketball in Taiwan when he put in a claim for $48,000 worth of root canals and crowns in Beverly Hills in 2008. So we would have to like work that with the doc. So they were all working that with the doctors, obviously. They must've been, I guess. They must've been. I guess, at least, I guess, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to figure out is how does, how do they all connect together? But I don't actually know the full, I think that's one of those things we're going to fully find out here yeah. coming forward. Um, yeah, so apparently they were somehow conspir- conspiring to do it. Who knows if there is actual conspiracy, but the FBI is saying that there is. So, but yeah, this, is, this isn't good. And Tony Allen is uh, probably the one most effective because I don't think anyone, uh, as much as we all loved Bassey Telfair, and he was on this cover of Sports Illustrated once mm-hmm. um, as the next big thing, which never really happened. Um, I don't really think anyone's going to be worrying about any one of these other guys' career. I mean, no one's like, oh, man, I can remember watching Milt Palacio play basketball. It, it, will, it will impact me when I watch that scene in Van Wilder with Darius Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But, yeah, no, this, this isn't good. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to wonder now that we've seen it in football and basketball if we're going to see them in some of the other sports as well. You know, that's, I think the other thing, too, is just the whole – well, this is more up your alley, I guess, than mine just the whole money management of people with this colossal income. And yeah, then they made a combined $343 million in the NBA. Yeah. Was and then big. where, and then where does it go when they don't, when they're not good enough to keep it going? And it's, it's a scary thing. I think for a, a lot of these great athletes, when you're, you've got your balls licked with, from basically when you're 12 on and yeah. then then you got nothing. You're not good. You're not a good speaker. So you can't get that, that, that cushy job, uh, working full work. And there's so many options right now to, yeah. to, to broadcast, or you don't have a mind for like, a coach's mind. Yeah. And there's only so many times, there's only so many Telfair autographs, I guess you can do. I guess. Yeah, I, I, uh... I, don't know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, I guess a mind fuck is what I'm trying to say is when you go from making 13 million to nothing. Yeah. And you just don't think ahead. Not that the 20 year old me would have been any brighter. No. I mean, no. If, if anyone, if, if you were ever good enough to get, so like I said, I used to ski race growing up and I was thoroughly slightly above average at ski racing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next mountain over for me and a year older than me was some guy named Bodie Miller. <laughs> Bodie was known to be super good when we were like 10. Right. And actually one of my teammates, I think was just as good, if not better, Jason Ayotte. Jay blew out his knee training in, in Colorado with the U S national team. And it was never quite the same. Um, cause that was back when you couldn't just blow out your knee and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how old we all both are. Uh, he ended up being, I think, being the captain of the UNH ski team, which isn't a big, which is a pretty big deal. That's a pretty good ski team, but not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bodie's kind of weird. 
He's kind of a weird dude. And it's just like, and that's skiing, which isn't like nearly as big as these, these travel basketball teams. And like legitimately LeBron James was famous when he was 13. Yeah. On television. Which is why it's amazing how other than the decision and maybe his statements on China, there, there, there have been a few others, but I mean, I, but, Le, Le, but LeBron, LeBron's career has been remarkably clean. He's never been in a fight. Relatively speaking. Yes. He's never been accused of doing anything other. I mean, people may disagree with him on a couple of things, but like even the decision, he donated a ton of money to the Cleveland, like cherries in Cleveland on the way out the door. The boys and girls club, I think it was. Yeah. 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 And then he went back on a championship. With that. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're right. Uh, Lebr- if anyone, and also too, now we're in a totally different age where, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like everything that he, that he did was, well, the second half of his career was, was in the social media era. Yeah. 100%. And, and yeah, it's, d- does he screw up? Yeah. I, I, I do I consider him. I'll, I'll, yeah. Do I, I think some of the things he said are colossally stupid. Absolutely. But I mean, everyone listens to what he says. So he's yeah. going to have a lot of duds. The fact that, and I agree with everything, what you just said, the, the amount of pressure on him and the, the fact that he's been in a fishbowl, like you said, since 13, that just keeps getting more enclosed. And this is all we real, the, the worst things that we have are dumb statements. Okay. Well, chalk me into that group too. Because there've been, I don't know if you've realized there've been some pictures circulating recently on the internet of old pictures of NBA guys hanging out. I saw a picture the other day of, um, of Michael Jordan playing ping pong. Well, Larry Bird was just absolutely trash. He passed out on the floor of this, like, basement. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. Like, Bird was passed out drunk with a beer in his hand while Jordan's playing ping pong. Can you imagine if that happened now? Like, le- like, like LeBron's somewhere in some basement somewhere playing ping pong and, like, I don't know, Ed- Anthony Davis is passed out with a strobes in his hand. Like, like they would, the internet would explode. Charles Barkley wouldn't have survived. No, God, no, no, no. I mean, I've told maybe he would have. He he might have embraced that shit. If anyone, I was born. I think I was born. I think the last great year to be born in the United States. So the high school class of 1997, because Columbine didn't happen until 98, so we didn't have any of that bull crap. Mm-hmm. We got out of college and then 9-11 happened. So we had all of college without any of that bull crap. And nobody had, people started having cell phones, but none of them had cameras worth anything. Mm-hmm. They couldn't upload anything. So all the crap I did in high school and college, there's like, there may be Polaroids of, but <laughs> it basically is gone. We had a party called FUBAR in college. What's that stand for? Fucked up beyond all recognition. Oh, FUBAR. A, oh, oh, I heard FUBO. I, I thought... Uh, I, no, Fubar. Fubar, yeah. The last one we had had 37 kegs end to end. We tapped the ones on the outside and worked our way to the middle. We were a fraternity with a charter. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the fraternity trying to throw that now? No. We had no. an ice luge. We had, a, we had a snow cone machine that used vodka for the, for the base. Like, we would have been absolutely thrown out of everything. It's a different time, and it's amazing that how many people have done well with it. And yeah, but three hundred. Going back to the story, three hundred forty-three million dollars defrauding like forty-eight thousand at a time is just dumb. 
Yeah, and LeBron also never uh, uploaded a, a video of him beating somebody up in your food truck. He, he has not. <gasps> so, anyway. All right, and, and if that's bad, why do we get to ugly? I don't know. I thought so that, here, that sounds here, pretty damn ugly. So. That is pretty damn ugly. Um, here's what I'll say about ugly. Everyone in charge, here, here's a question. Does being in charge of a sport in the United States make you a terrible person or does it just attract terrible people? Hmm. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Yeah, it's nature or nurture, right? The, whole, the, old, the old question on this. The reason I bring this up is we had the whole Larry Nasser, FBI not caring, U.S. gymnastics not doing the greatest job. Although, to be fair, USA Gymnastics is covering themselves in glory compared to U.S. fencing. (laughs) So, U.S. fencing had a had a fencer who was accused of sexual misconduct uh, who they sent over to to the Olympics as an alternate, Alan Hadzich. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an August meeting to address sexual misconduct things in the sport. And as a result of that meeting, basically everyone in charge of fencing in the U.S. has resigned. Everybody. Because even the people in charge are like, eh, this isn't a big deal. It will just blow over. It, which it, it certainly didn't. If I remember correctly, uh, the fencing team even made a... a the, men, the men's fencing team made a statement, too, when they had their group picture. And all the men were wearing pink uh, masks in support of the yeah. women who were abused by uh, Alan, what's his name? Uh, uh, Alan Hadzich. Okay. Uh, who were abused by Alan. So there's Alan, though, in that picture without that. And he, and he comes up with a lame thing. Well, I would have worn one, too. Yeah. Okay. So, so they had, they're the president of USA Fencing, who apparently is the only person who's not terrible in this whole situation, mm-hmm. uh, named Peter Burchard, called a meeting to discuss it with the other fencing executives and say what we needed to do. We had, had an opportunity to address a Hodzik situation. And the rest of the board just said, yeah, we're not going to have the meeting. Seven of the nine board members voted against even having a meeting about it. So what happened? So the executive director responded to a one of the parents, because parents of, and athletes were criticizing the situation. Mm-hmm. So the executive director named Chris Eckerin, I cannot tell you it's K-R-I-S, I cannot tell you if it's a man or a woman, because I don't know enough about fencing. Uh, oh, sorry, it's a she. Said she was going to in- publicly engage in this gotcha game, and that, uh, that, that everything was just going to blow over to a parent of a concerned person. So Eckerin the communications director, Nicole Jomantis, and general counsel, Jim Neal, who also said, yeah, there's nothing to worry about here. Let's forget about this. Have all resigned. Now, the direct the president who called this to try to get something done is still there. I have no trouble with him being there. But I just understand how that happens, particularly when the other thing we want to talk about was the NWSL. Mm. Hey, c- c- before we go there, so... Did, did that article, though, what you were looking there, from what I remember, was wasn't just this guy abused one woman. It was multiple. Because when it's, not that I want to downplay any of this stuff, 
when it's one person, it, it's sometimes depending on the, if you don't know anything, it's still a he said, she said. When you got a he said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said, you know. Uh, well, here, here's the thing. So Hotzich, yeah. yeah. who was in uh, in 2012, mm -hmm. got busted for this in college. Oh shit. Okay. And in, or sorry, 2013, a Title IX investigation determined that he was responsible. So he, he was accused of sexual assault by a student fencer at Columbia University. When the accuser's attorney reached out to Eckerd about his participation in all the fencing events at the time, Eckerd said, I don't need to intervene. So hmm. she knew back in 2013. Same person. Same person. Oh, fuck this. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess that answers your first question, then. Which was, uh, does it attract, I guess it just attracts bad people. It might. So like, they have something on here from Courtney Hurley, who won the bronze medal in London in 2012, mm -hmm. said that everyone on their team was mystified he was allowed to continue taking part in events. And that's back in 2012. It's back in 20, well, 2013, yeah. So, okay. Uh, so long story short, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. At every World here's her quote, at every World Cup, we were like, how's he allowed to be here? She told her that her sis, she and her sister, four-time Olympian Kelly Hurley, did their best to stay clear of him. Uh, and she said, if we knew, that means everybody knew. And then we so, get the bigger one that uh, I'm, that broke, uh, oh, yeah, with the, with the National Women's League. That's just the worst kind of press you can, you can possibly get, especially as the sport is. Wait, so, you, so you're, you're saying it's bad when an entire league has to shut down over sexual abuse allegations you're saying that's not good okay i will say this they shouldn't have shut down for the weekend that was dumb in my opinion you know like i i don't know what you're accomplishing by that i think you're bringing this up you're certainly bringing you're certainly bringing eyes to the situation yeah but it's also a sport that needs eyes more people may now know it exists Maybe I, but I mean, either, either way, I mean, I'm splitting here. Is that, that's not, that's, that's not even important to the story. So, but yeah, right. please. Uh, yeah. So this involves a 57 year old coach of the North Carolina courage, two time NWSL coach of the year, Paul Riley. Good elevator um, down too. huh? Yeah. Definitely elevator down. Yeah. One of the league's most well-known coaches from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically was using his, situa his situation to lure players into his bed, coerce them into sex, and force them to kiss one another for his pleasure. Jesus Christ. Can, can you imagine this happening in any other league? No. Well, I, well you know what? I shouldn't say that. That did, because well, look I mean, at all the shit that show. Well, look at all this, the, the scandal that happened in junior hockey 20 years ago. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and it's, it's sort of the same thing because the people who he was coercing, like, how do athletes get into this? It was, they have these junior teams that build up to the leagues. Those are the people he was basically grooming and going after the 14, 15, and 16-year-olds who don't know any better. Oh, so this is even worse than I thought. Okay, I didn't read that part. Yeah, so, I mean, that's where he started with this sort of stuff. So... I, the commissioner resigned. The general counsel was fired. Um, 
they basically knew about this from what from what the article is saying. They knew about this for a while. And yeah, didn't anything. Alex Morgan provide receipts on that too? Yes. Proving that the commissioner was made aware of the situation. Years ago. Years ago. Okay, yeah. And did nothing. Right. I just I don't understand. Like we've had this in, like I said, we have this in gymnastics. We've had it in USA swimming. We've had it in fencing. We've had it in women's soccer. That's we've just, had it in, that's just what had, we know about. I know. We've had it in junior hockey, like you said, up in Canada, yep. right? We have had it all over the place. I am. Would you, I would not be shocked if we have it in AAU ball and we just haven't heard about Probably. it yet. I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened. Minor league, baseball, all these other places. I would not be shocked to find that all this happens. But I'm just trying to figure out, is it being in charge of a sport that makes you an asshole? Or if you are an asshole, you get to be in charge of a sport. You know, the only thing I, I can't, I, what, here's what I can't figure out is sports survives. No mm. matter what you sort of throw at it, it's going to survive. So you can say, well, I'm doing this for, I guess all, in every case, all these executives, commissioners, whatever their titles are, they're thinking, okay, we're doing this for the greater good. The greater good. And it's not, but yeah, it's not going to affect your attendance generally, unless it's something colossally much worse than this. I mean, even look, go back to Larry Nasser. Is that going to really affect how people view, watch gymnastics? No. No, it, it's not. I mean, it's disgusting. And my God, the more stuff, uh, did you see some of the stuff from the hearing that Simone Biles and all the others were going yes. through? It's just yes. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and Simone, and, it was a national treasure. And she couldn't yep. speak up. Or she felt yep. that she couldn't speak up. Yeah, 100%. Like, what the hell? And, and, so, and, and oh, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't understand. If there's one thing we've learned from Richard Nixon, it's that the cover-up is almost always worse than the crime. Yeah. Watergate itself was bad. The cover-up was the problem that was much worse. Right? They, how, what would USA Gymnastics have lost by cutting Larry Nasser out? They would have needed a new doctor? Oh, no, not that. Like, what does... The US, the NWSL lose by firing a coach who they have all this stuff about. They lose okay. a coach? No, it's it's not going to affect ticket sales. No. What does, what does, uh, what does the uh, fencing lose by getting rid of one dude? Well, not only that. I mean, so if this was going through in college, right, which I, I didn't even think, I guess he gets a scholarship to fence, like. I mean, again, uh, I, I, Ivy League. Okay, I, okay. All right. The Canadian and me can't wrap my brain around that because we, we don't have scholarships. We, they're actually, I believe the University of Pennsylvania, if I'm correct, is the only one that gives a cricket scholarship, by the way. Okay, cool. At least it used to be. I don't know if it still is. But, but it, So, like, what are they losing? Like, oh, no, we're going we're gonna to have a big problem with our fencing program. People aren't going to watch us now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get. I don't get that. I mean, it's. You can you say profits over people? There's not even a profit. There's not even a profit. Yeah. Profit, and you're not going to lose any money on, on any of these decisions that you would have made. You might now, but even then, you won't. I mean, even now, I mean, U.S. gymnastics is going to be just fine because the people who like gymnastics are going to keep watching it, and 
which is pretty much once every four years, let's be blunt. Mm -hmm. And we still are. And the sad thing is, this is not going to be the last time we're going to be talking about something like this. But now, can we? I want to close if I can. I've got a bet idea for you. Did you say a bet idea or a bad idea? Bet. Bet. Little red Flintstone action there. Okay. And I'm sort of inspired by wearing my hockey gear here. The Olympics are coming. Canada, United States. So I've got a trifecta bet here. A trifecta? Hold trifecta. on one second. I have to sneeze a second, so hold on. Okay. Um, apparently I don't because I talk about <laughs> it. But continue. All right. Here's the trifecta. And I haven't really checked anything. I swear I haven't checked to see whether who's could do better. But we got to figure out like an actual sizable one. Canadian women team hockey versus the American women team. We got a little bit of momentum, which means I'm probably going to lose that one, but Canada men's, U.S. men's. Okay. Obviously, just who does better. I mean, it's uh, and then overall gold medals. We're good now. Interesting. I'll take that bet. Sure, why not? Okay. So, so yeah, so it's a two out of three. And we can figure out something pretty good for that. I don't Two know out of three you... sounds good. Yeah. Well, Meatloaf says it ain't bad. He also says that he found paradise by the dashboard light, but he spends most of that song talking about how he wants to get divorced or die. So. You still want mm-hmm. You got to do what you can and let Mother Nature do the rest. <laughs> so I, th- I think we just have to figure out what the wager might be. Might be something we do on air. I don't know. Okay. Nothing embarrassing or anything like that, but uh, just- I mean, I, I mean, it's, there's nothing embarrassing about either us wearing like a Canada or U.S. jersey. Like that's not a deal. We need, we need something. We need something a little bit better than that. And I will say, I'll put this right out now: no tattoos. I'm never getting a tattoo on a pet. So, <laughs> no, no it's, it's, for people who do that for fantasy leagues, it's the dumbest thing. Like the winner lets has to choose what uh, the loser gets tattooed. The loser gets to decide where, but the winner gets to decide what. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not that passionate about the Canadian team for this. Just uh, something kind of fun. I don't know what it might be, but it's to make it even more fun to watch the Olympics, which, again, is my – I'm as much as I hate hypocrisy, this is my hypocrisy. I hate, I hate the IOC. I love the Olympics. I hate uh, the NCAA. I can't stop watching college football. And I'm sure there's another one. What's the trifecta on that one? I don't remember. You you just you just can't get enough of Patank despite his terrible uh, terrible history. I don't know. Yeah. Patank is terrible history. I was just trying to pick a random sport, and I thought bocce was not obscure enough, so I went to the French version. Nice. So, hey, yeah, no, I'm 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 up for that. So okay. we'll see. All right, cool. Gonna, uh, maybe just something where the loser sings the national anthem. I don't know. Oh, that's that's we'll fine. the show. Uh, I can do that. Yeah, some, something like that, since God knows when we'll ever actually need to settle beer. So That is true. Here's, here's a, here's a um, question for you. Are we going to – I know that we have the uh, initial list of people out for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Do we have, uh, are we going to be doing that podcast soon? Yeah, uh, I think probably two Tuesdays from now. Two Tuesdays from now. Not, okay. Or three Tuesdays. I think the last Tuesday in, in October. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's going to happen. So uh, what Evan's referring to is we're going to have our mock committee uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We did this last year, and uh, we're soliciting other people. Hey, you want to be a part of that? You uh, want to want to have a great conversation with great people on who should go to the next level uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame process. We are going to come up with R25, and mm-hmm. we're going to do that as an open committee, discuss it, vote on it, and then we're going to do that going forward uh, like we did last time pair it from 25 to 15 and then actually come up with who is going to be in that uh more self-promotion if i could hey i wrote a book you did i did uh chavo guerrero senior a great pro wrestler who's no longer with us but i worked with him on his autobiography that's available on amazon uh chavo guerrero instant classic i actually was on espn el paso yeah how'd that go i went pretty good i thought yeah well he asked me things i knew (laughs) Well, that's always good. It's always good. Uh, as someone who lost on Jeopardy, I can tell you that's that's helpful. Okay. So, so there's that. Uh, and if you haven't checked out how the hell did this get to number one, Evan was a special guest on our We Are the World podcast. I think that was the most fun I've ever had on a show. No, I, I would take offense because it's not our show, but I was on that show, so I agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that was good. We just recorded uh, I Am Woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, by uh, late, late, great Helen Reddy. Uh, yes. Well, we decided that she's late, but not necessarily great. I thought I was going to be more offensive. It turned out it was Andrea. Wow. Yeah. So, so you can send hate letters to her. Of course, afterwards, I then questioned what you, what what happens in a ban- what happens in a bank robbery gone wrong. Maybe I should. No, screw it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So let's say Caitlyn Jenner, oh, Demi boy, Lovato. And Elliot Page are three of the hostages in this bank robbery gone wrong. And then you negotiate, okay, well, can, can you let all the women out? So out of those three, only Caitlin gets to go out? Demi Lovato says she's non-binary. She better keep her ass in there. I don't know if I really want to answer this question. <laughs> I heard it Andrea. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, th- I don't think that's a topic I uh, am mentally prepared to discuss at this moment. So. Yeah, I actually, and I did that sober, like I did today. Go figure. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we well, have with that, that with, with that in mind. <laughs> yes. With that in mind, we ask everyone to stay safe uh, and check out the other sites. Not in Hall of Fame dot com. Vote on the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Not in Hall of Fame dot com forward slash USA. Uh, then the fictitious athlete hall of fame, fictitious rock and roll hall of fame. We're going to be setting up eventually next year, the playoff or the postseason hall of fame, mm. which I think will be a lot of fun. This is uh, something that Michael Jordan and Bruce Bowen can equally get into at the same time. Why not? As long as we don't put Bucky bleeping dent in there, I'm okay. Well, why not? Never mind. Continue. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, I do. I do have to say, the Red Sox are getting, are getting beaten badly by the Rays tonight. They're going to get beaten badly in this series because the Rays are a significantly better team. But the fact we knocked the the Yankees out of the playoffs is fine. Fair enough. That's 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 my win for the year. So, and by the way, the Mexico and Canada tied one to one. But you know, I, I get how you feel about that because uh, gun to my head, Ottawa wins the Stanley Cup or the Leafs never win ever. I've taken the Leafs never whenever. <laughs> I, I feel that strongly about it. So I, wow. I, 
yeah, I, I, I actually mean that. So yeah, just by the way, I know if you heard me though, Canada did tie Mexico. I did, I did. That, that's so you. So you guys are officially in third. The fourth place team right now is Panama, but they are losing to El Salvador. So you mm-hmm. will that holds. You will finish the night after four games in third place, which is where you need to be to make the World Cup. I always wondered if there was a big feud between Uruguay and Paraguay because I mean Paraguay is clearly twice as good because it's a pair. Mm. Okay, I should have stopped thirty seconds ago. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> stay yeah, safe. Uruguay, I don't. Sorry, just sorry. I don't know if Uruguay has any fights with anyone. They're like the Belgium of South America. They're stuck between Brazil and Argentina, and all negotiations take place in Montevideo. So, I always thought as a kid that was Montevideo. No, that that was the one that there was. They named the last blockbuster in your town got renamed. <laughs> nice. So anyway, all right, get out of here. Talk all to right. you later. Stay safe, everybody. All right, bye.